Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we share our intimate details in an effort to improve sex lives everywhere and communication around sex and consent and all the things. And I'm so excited to introduce to you today. My guest is Tam. Welcome. Thank you so much. And we have a cat sitting between us, and he just meowed so that his presence can be known. So that's Muse. And uh, Tam, will you tell us a little bit about yourself, starting with your age, generation, orientation, how you identify? Sure. Uh, I am freshly 40 uh, as of last month. Um, I am cis, female, bisexual is the easiest way to say it, although there's a whole bunch of other adjectives that could be used. And kind of grew up, you know, upper middle class, Jewish, um, although not religious, more traditional, Mm -hmm. in Canada. Nice. Mm -hmm. Great. And I see that you are wearing a collar. collar. I am indeed. So do you identify also as kinky? I do. Um, I am a sub. Yeah. Um, There's times where I think I'd like to be a switch, but then I'm given the opportunity and it scares me and I don't know what to do and I get all giggly and weird. And so it's really not a good fit. Let's dive into that. Mm. We'll we'll go back to all the history, but like, tell me about switching or not Um, switching. Not switching. So it is uh, more fantasies that I have that where I would be topping, but getting into the actual situation, I don't know mm. what to do. And I don't like to lead a scene. I much prefer yeah. to be told what to do Me or too. where to go. So it just doesn't work. But How? I've been lucky enough to have experiences with partners where like pegging was totally an option, mm-hmm. but not in a DS way, just in a, this is another fun thing to do sexually. But like there you were like, pegging. Correct. Yeah. But there isn't a, like a... Um, dominance aspect to it. It's just I've been just ordered sex. to peg, which I love. Oh, like it was mm-hmm. like, and now you will peg your master. I was like, great. Can do. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Um, okay. So now, oh, I love that. And it sounds like you tried it multiple times. Uh, yes. Um, th- three partners. Okay. And multiple times with partners. So cool. yes. Okay. Ongoing. Okay. So that's like a little teaser, which I love. Will you take us back to the very beginning and your childhood and your memories around the first time you heard sex or what kind of messaging you got around sex in general? Sure. Um, I kind of always remember feeling sexual, like mm-hmm. from being really super little, like three or five. Yeah. Um, at some point I remember my mom, I had an older sister who's five years older than me. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom telling me that I was welcome to hump the pillows, but I had to do it in my bedroom. Like oh. the family room was not the place to do that. I mean, that's a good message. Right? Yeah. And But at the same time, there was really no talk about sex. So right. it was, it's okay. And there was no shame around it, but there was no kind of explanation of what was going on. Yeah. Um, there were books and this was the mid eighties. So there were two books. One was called, where did I come from? Okay. And it was these, I think another guest talked yeah. about this Yeah. and they were like these cartoon characters. Two people have talked about this they now. They were great books and thinking back on them, they were actually without being explicit, they yeah. were totally reasonable explanation of human sexuality and contraception and conception and how all that works. Mm. And then the teenage puberty one was called what's happening to me. Yeah. And also, I probably read that when I was like seven and had no idea what puberty was and I was nowhere near <laughs> yeah. to having that happen to me. Yeah. Um, but I always kind of knew what was coming, I guess. We didn't have a naked house, but like my mom and my sister and I were definitely naked in front of each other okay. and it wasn't a big deal. I remember walking in and like my dad getting out of the shower and there was no like, oh God, get out. Yeah, It was just like, okay, dad's getting out of the shower. Let's go in the other room. Like, yeah, yeah. not a big yeah. deal. Um, but definitely did not get any like sex talk, birds and the bees. Yeah. I think my parents just figured that I had it figured out and that would be fine. Yeah. 
What part of the country did you grow up in? Eastern Canada in Toronto. Oh, okay. And then when I was 21, I moved to LA. Good. So all my kind of formative stuff was in Toronto. Okay. Okay. And then I remember like kind of experimenting with tampons before I had my period as like, <laughs> right? Like to in, do that. In, and not a good move, no, by the way. I, well, I was never able to like get it inside. And I, to the point where I was like, maybe I don't have the hole. <laughs> oh, it's like, maybe I don't, maybe I'm missing one. And then I meet people now at our age who yeah. don't know how many holes women have. And it's have you shocking. Really? Oh yeah. People Where? who have no idea all over the place Whoa. have no idea that a woman's urine and her vagina are separate openings. And I'm wow. like, have you never looked at your own or your partner's yeah. genitalia? Also, I would just be really curious because like when I pee, I can feel that it's a different spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. These are the same people who don't understand why you can't just hold your period. Right? Like, why can't you just hold it? Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. I have never heard that. That's oh, you insane. need to be on the internet more, girl. Oh, my God. I probably, I mean, maybe I, I mean, don't. Or not. <laughs> it's shocking what people don't know. Holy cow. In this age where everything is available, if you wanted to go find yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so a little bit of that experimentation, definitely like, um, I knew that I was interested in women again from a super early age, Mm. like had boyfriends kissing 13, whatever. Um, but reading like VC Andrews books and getting to like the kind of sexy scenes and being like, oh, but it's a girl. And I'm like, oh, but that's okay. So Uh. I kind of never questioned. I've also kind of never come out officially as anything other than me. Right. After dating a guy for a super long time, we lived together, we broke up, my parents came to visit here in LA, mm-hmm. and we were at dinner, and my dad said, so have you met any nice men or women? Oh. Uh, no, I haven't been dating anybody. But the fact that that was kind of my parents putting it out there in a yeah. way of like, whatever you want to do is totally cool. That's very sweet. And I was 32 at that point. Like, How did they know to say I, that? I don't know. They just... I think it was, he was maybe half joking and like, and also just sort of like Mm -hmm. seeing prodding. And I just kind of didn't react. I was like, no, no one in my life. And I don't think they would care who I brought home as long as they were nice to me and they made me happy. And those are really the primary. That's fantastic. Yeah. Did you get a sex talk in school? Was there sex ed? Um, I went to private school. So yes. Um, Fifth grade. What private school? Was it religious? Uh, It was not. It was actually a French immersion private school in Toronto. Cool. Um, And (gasps) now everyone from Toronto will know. uh, I do. It's terrible now. I haven't used it in a long time, but I'm fluent. If you went back, I feel like it would drop in Mm -hmm, a couple weeks. I think in French sometimes. And then I'm like, is that the right word? It's weird. Oh, it's crazy. Um, Uh, Also, I just want to point this out to you. We can see construction man on the roof in the reflection of the window behind you. That's not creepy. Um, That's so weird. We had to talk to the construction men because they were bang, bang, banging on the ceiling like right before we were about to record. And I was like, no, you guys, we need to talk about sex right now. We didn't tell them that part. We should have. I told them yesterday. (laughs) That's even better. I was like, I have a sex podcast, blah, blah, blah. I'm editing it and like trying to think straight while they're like boom, boom, boom on the ceiling. And I was like, I can't function. And he's like, so, so is this a, this pole, do you use it? And I was like. Do you know I didn't even notice that? Uh, I'm people so don't. desensitized. And adult, a lot of like adult, adult, like older, my parents' age people are like, oh, I just assumed it was for structure. And I'm like, no, there is a stripper cartoon at the bottom of it. Like we can see it. We can all see it. I get it. And I have <laughs> friends who have stripper poles and or kind of bondage stuff like built into their apartments yes, or spaces. I want that. Oh my God. Okay. And it's, 
yeah, I just don't notice it because it's, I guess, not a big deal to me. Yeah. Because it's normal. Totally. Yeah. Normal. I mean, I am very desensitized mm-hmm. now. Like, I had a job earlier this week where they were like, you can wear, we encourage you to wear denim pants, but it is by the beach and it's going to be hot. So shorts are okay if they're appropriate length. And I, like, put on my shorts and I looked in the mirror and I was like, I don't know. What's appropriate? I, I was like, my barometer, I don't trust it. I don't know. I think I'm appropriate. Huh. And then I switched into pants because I was panicking. Anyway. Fair. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, I really am curious to get into your BDSM life. Sure. But I would love to also fill in the gaps of your early years because I think those formative experiences are so important. Mm-hmm. So where do you want to start? Um, like super, we'll just do a super brief recap of my sex life. Great. Uh, lost my virginity just before my 15th birthday. Okay. With my boyfriend at the time, mm-hmm. we were sleeping over at his house. He had another friend in town. So there was a girl sleeping on the floor while I was losing my virginity, um, who was not actually asleep, we found oh. out, which was fine because it was kind of a really sweet, like, it hurt and I was stressed out and obviously you tense up and I got up to go to the bathroom and come back and they had been talking and he, this was like his best friend oh. from childhood forever. Oh. They'd known each other forever. And she said, just let it happen to me. And I was like, oh, okay. She's like, it'll hurt, but it's okay. And I was like, that's very comforting and it looks like sounds really weird to retell the story. And yeah. I haven't thought about that in many years. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so the first time I had sex, there was someone else in the room like that I knew was conscious and like aware of what was going on. That is a unique situation. I've mm-hmm. never heard a story like and that. And on a waterbed. Do not suggest that. Oh my gosh. Also, I just had somebody else tell me that they fucked someone on a waterbed and I was like, how? It's and not good. I was trying to feel like, have I ever done that? I don't think so. I have like, like a couple other boyfriends, like their parents had water beds and at some point. It's no, no. How, I have a hard time on a squishy bed. Like just like my bed, the bed I have now is like much softer than mm-hmm. my old bed. And so like when I was with my master, the first time that we were fucking, I was like, something's different. This is a bad angle. And I was like, oh, it's because it's a fucking pillow top mattress. Uh-huh. And you have more give and yeah. everything's not like where it's supposed not to be. Things move yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So water bed's not good. Was she like watching you? No. Like no. the lights okay. were off okay. and it was like four in the morning. Yeah. But I mean, she was sleeping on the floor, like yeah. on the other side of the bedroom. It wasn't that big of a room. I don't know. It also lasted all of what, like five minutes? Yeah. Like it's yeah. not, it was not Do you remember memorable. your feelings around it? Like how did you feel afterwards? Did you guys do it again? Um, yes, I dated him for a while after. Mm-hmm. So we did continue to have sex. Um, I don't remember the feelings. I think that it was just kind of a thing that I was like, oh, I can do this thing. And it didn't. I'm sure somewhere subconsciously or unconsciously, it was like very rebellious and, yeah. you know, my mom didn't know. And But totally. at the time, I don't think I was aware of any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a long time, and I think this is also super common, I hope women growing up now, it's a different experience. Sex was not good for a long time. I like, think that's a thing we've heard so often. It's like, it's just not going to be. And like, you know. It's why not? Like, exactly. Or like, or like the first time you do it with someone, it's not going to be good. And I'm like, but it doesn't have to be true. I wish it was not true. So I had I a lot of- I think we're working to make I it hope not so. true. I, right now. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of sex with a lot of people that mm-hmm. was like, okay, great. You can put your penis in my vagina. That's awesome. Yeah. Wear a condom. Take it off and you're done. And yeah, it was really much more like, and I don't know that this is not related to BDSM, much more me being in service mm-hmm. to someone rather than me really enjoying the experience. And I liked the attention, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, I liked the experience, mm-hmm. even if the actual sex that I wanted to be good was like less than. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Um, I didn't really like 
receiving oral sex because it was like, it feels nice, but there was no climax. So for a long time. Yeah. Obviously there is now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, I was like, I mean, it feels nice, but I didn't really get the whole um, make sure that, you know, you get to come before he does. I was like, but I don't. So does it matter? Yeah. But I could orgasm on my own. So I knew yep. that it could happen. Same. I was the same for so long. Oh, mm-hmm. Are you okay with? I'm totally fine okay. with the cat. Great. We have a whole She's bunch like of them at home. Over. I know, but I love it. <laughs> okay. um, so he doesn't do that to everyone. By the oh, way. well, that's nice oh. then. Um, so lots of kind of teenage whatever sex, um, but with long-term boyfriends in between, which is weird when I think about the number, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, how did I get there when I dated people for like three and four years at a time? Impressive. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> um, or not. Um, with a little bit of obviously figuring out the relationship side of it and the emotional mm-hmm. side of it and like some cheating on my part, like yeah. I was the cheater. Yeah. Um, and one of those experiences was my boyfriend at the time did not want to try anal with me yep. and I wanted to try it. And so I found someone who would. Yeah. 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 And I, how did that affect you? Because when I cheated on my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend, because I was like, I want to be in an open relationship. And he's like, but I want to keep dating you. And I don't. And so finally, I was just like, okay, my boundaries don't matter. And right. then I cheated on him a week later. Well, his <laughs> boundaries don't matter. Right. Yeah. Like both of them, mm-hmm. they were just like, it was like, we we should not have made the agreement because we weren't making an agreement. Right. We didn't actually agree. Right. You were having an open relationship. He was not. I mean, it was one of those things where I was just like, well, I was getting ready to break up with mm-hmm. him. And I think that's how my brain, my crazy brain justified it at the time. And there were some other factors, mm-hmm. but- how did that affect you? Because I went into a spiral of guilt and shame and self-hatred because I was like, I never thought I would do this. And it's like, I know other people don't. And I think, I don't think that the guilt is useful. Um, I think the guilt is a lot more layered than like, it's not obviously just about the one aspect of it. Um, I did feel guilty. I actually maintained a relationship with that person that I cheated with for also a long time. Uh So I was kind of secretly dating two people at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't such a secret. And kind of everybody in our friends group knew except my boyfriend. Oh, ooh. Uh, how long? Like a while. Yeah. Like a while. Okay. Yeah. I kept um, mine secret for eight months. And I was like, oh. I feel like mine was longer than that. Okay. Like my boyfriend also didn't want to take me to my prom. So this other guy took me to prom. Why didn't he want to take you to prom? Because he was counterculture punk. Okay. Little jerk, whatever. Didn't and want just wanted to be different and didn't want to go to prom. So yeah. this other guy took me to prom. Okay. And then we all went to the after party and my boyfriend was at the after party and we all hung out together. Okay. And like they were friends. Okay. It was not a good time of my life. But anyway, but it turned out fine. Yeah. And I'm now friends with both of those men. Great. And it's fine. And they both have relationships, obviously. Um, so yes, teenage and like early 20s was kind of a lot of meaningless sex for lack of a better word, but Mm -hmm. like experiences, which were fun. Um, And I think my first BDSM, even like foray into it, there was a fetish club in Toronto on, I feel like Sunday nights, which is such a weird time for it, um, at a club that was otherwise like one night a week, it was a goth club. And then it was just like a dance club, like top 40s, unsunts dance. And I was like, this is a weird place to have this event. Um, And I got dressed up and a guy that I knew from the internet took me to this fetish night. And it was oh. just a, like nothing happened to me. It was just a lot of kind of me walking around. Um, 
I will send you. I have a picture of me in that outfit from that night. I'm so curious. What were you wearing? How did you put that outfit together? Like, did you, had you watched, like, what was your awareness of BDSM at that point? Pretty minimal. Yeah. When Um, I jumped in, I was like, I think it's about being tied up. I'm curious mm -hmm. to explore. And my master was like, it's so much much more. I was like quasi gothy. So it was just easy for me to wear, like, I wore a black kind of negligee thing. Yeah. um, And I was 19 and, skinny with big boobs and had my tits out and wore, I don't know, stripper shoes. Oh, I wore stripper shoes to my prom. Amazing. Under a long black dress, but they're like big platform, big heel black. They're easier to walk in than regular heel. Super. Mm -hmm. And I'm tiny short. I'm five feet tall. So you can be regular tall. (laughs) So, and in a long dress that I didn't have to have the dress hemmed, I just wore bigger shoes. So it's really just practical. It was, my mom bought them for me. Yeah. Practical stripper shoes. Weird. <laughs> I still have those stripper oh, shoes. I Do may you? have just gotten rid of them. But like still I'm 40. Yeah. And I bought those when I was 17. That's hilarious. So those lasted a long time and have been a lot of places with me. That's kind of amazing. It's fun. You should write their memoir. I sh- mm. You should. Memoir That'd of a stripper fun. shoe. Ugh. My um, first stripper shoe. <laughs> not my last. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's how I put that outfit together. And it was just kind of some black lacy stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, I guess you can see my nipples and it doesn't really matter. Off we go. Yeah. And I remember kind of flashes about that night. Like there was definitely a St. Andrew's cross. I did mm-hmm. not know what that was at the time. Yeah. Um, and there were a couple kind of side rooms where there were people seating, which again, I did not know what that was. I feel like yes. I went and we had a couple drinks and then I was like, okay, I'm going to go home. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was neat to see, but nothing really happened. And your internet friend was not pushy, it sounds like. Nope. Okay. He was, he may have been gay. Okay. I don't know. It was never kind of discussed and mm. it was very platonic friendship. Nice. Um, we both happened to live in the same city, but met on the internet as I did a bunch of yeah. people, including where the guy. Where were you meeting him then? Where on the internet? Yes. Uh, on IRC. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea what called, that is. It, IRC is internet relay chat. So okay. before AOL Instant Messenger was a thing. It was a text only, you could make private rooms or you could make like rooms where a bunch of people could join in. I originally got on that because the guy that I cheated on my boyfriend with, I went to boarding school in Italy for my last semester of high school. Whoa. And he wanted to figure out a way for all of us to be able to talk. So he set me up with this thing and he was nerdy and so he knew about it. Great. Um, And then I could talk to all my friends because I couldn't call because it was crazy expensive in 1996 to call overseas. Yeah. And then while I was waiting for my friends to get on, we would be like, okay, Tuesday at four o'clock, our time, which was like 11 o'clock for me or whatever the time change was, we would arrange to meet in this particular place. But while I was waiting for them, I was like, oh, well, what's in like this punk chat channel or this Mm. gothic chat channel? And so then I met a ton of people. Yeah. Who are now a bunch of people I'm still friends with on Facebook that really? I've like met in real life all over the place. That's kind of wild. It was fun. That's it's great. a whole different world back then. No, I did a lot of stuff. I think Toronto was also very helpful to being like a really safe place to grow up where I could come home in yeah. like stripper heels and a short ass skirt and like take a cab at three in the morning and no one harassed me. Sometimes I'd get like a cat call out of car. Yeah. But it was never, I never felt unsafe. I never, not to say that there were not rapes in Toronto, obviously, yeah. but like I never felt yeah. unsafe, which was a totally different experience, I'm sure, to my friends who grew up in other places. Mm. Um, but probably gave me a false sense of security through the rest of my life. I think I have that still. Like, cause I'm just like, I will walk around. Like literally yesterday, a friend was like, how can I get to Tijuana safely? And I was like, just go and don't be dumb. Like, you know. <laughs> like be aware of your surroundings yeah. for sure. Yeah, I wasn't like walking along with headphones on exactly. and like looking up at the sky. And like 
plastered and unaware of your surroundings yeah. and not able to, yeah. So that was all the Toronto stuff. And then... How did it... Yeah. Okay. So, and okay. one of the guys that I met online, not the one I was just thinking of, actually one before that, uh-huh. uh, lived in Denver. And so I flew to Denver to meet him for his 18th birthday. Mm-hmm. And I was a year older. Okay. Um, and he tied me to the rafters in his mom's basement. Like he lived with his mom still because he was Whoa. freshly 18. Yeah. And he lived in the basement. His room was... Oh my God. And the other half of the basement was like half finished, but there was no like plaster on the ceiling. So it was exposed beams. And he tied me to the rafters. Was that your first time being tied? I think so. That's incredible. I think so. How, and like, I don't like, know how he knew about any say, of this. Yeah. I yeah. could ask him. I'm still friends with him too. Was it like shibari tie or was um, it some no, like, like how not are super you fancy? Attached? Like just hands above my head. Wow. Um, kind of wrists bound and then tied around the rafter. Uh-huh. And yeah, and I think like he blindfolded me with a just like a handkerchief or yeah. something. But no like impact play. It was just, hey, this is a thing that's fun and this is a thing that we did. I think that's my first like clear memory of being involved in it myself. Uh-huh. But I obviously knew about it to some degree, and I just don't even remember how. Were you guys sexual together? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Oh yeah, no, okay. this is like a boyfriend like, who I was, was like, going to go visit. Just get tied up. Okay. Oh no, no, no. There was additional. Because I would be in the yeah. situation where I'd be like, "Well, I'll just try it," and then I'd be like, "Oh, nothing else is happening." Oh, I guess this is the story now. <laughs> you know, like I. That happens too sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And there are experiences. I was just talking to my fiance about that. That there are experiences that are BDSM and sexual, or just kind of BDSM and fetishy. Mm-hmm. And like, I have been flogged by people who had no sexual interest in me and I had no sexual interest in, yeah. but it was just a fun scene to play out. And then like, there was a little bit of aftercare that was touching and like caressing, but mm-hmm. not sexual in any aspect. And then I gave them a hug and we went our separate ways and that was it. Can you break down for us just sort of like your emotional understanding of those interactions for people that might just find that baffling? Um, just because I think it is different for everyone. It is different for everyone. And until my fiance had brought up that particular situation where I had not had an emotional connection to someone that I was seeing with, I had a hard time separating them. Mm. Um, and we had been talking about, like, he would like to see another girl wearing a collar. Mm-hmm. And my collar has much more emotional bonding meaning, like, it is the equivalent of a wedding ring, right? Like it is a visual representation of our commitment to each other. Um, He can also put a collar on another girl as that's just something that I like to see. It is a visual fetish. It does not mean I want to fuck her. It does not mean I want to have a relationship with her. I just like the way it looks. Okay. That was really hard for me to kind of grasp and understand. I'm like, but how do you not want to fuck her? Like you see her in a collar. Doesn't that turn you on? And he's like, not the same way as like what a sexual interaction would turn me on. I'm like, I have no idea how that works and how you separate those. I guess it's also partially a guy thing. Like the compartmentalization is much more like physical versus emotional and keeping them separate is a lot easier for men. And I don't know why. But also oftentimes physical includes fucking. Mm -hmm. And so this is not that. It's a different, it's a visual. Oh, important clarification for our listeners. Are you guys in an open relationship or a, co- or a monogamous relationship or something else I don't know about? We are um, ostensibly in an open relationship. It has not come to having any other partners yet. Okay. But we are both open to being open. Um, and we have talked about open versus polyamory. Yes. Um, and 
I guess a lot of people don't know the difference between that either. Yes. Um, open is you, and it, this is also different for every couple and yes. everyone sets their own rules and their boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but open is you can have sex with other people, but they are not relationships. And some partners even say, you know, you can't have sex with the same person more than X number of times because okay. then you start to develop some sort of emotional connection. Right. Um, polyamory is having more than one partner where there's an emotional connection as well as sexual, mm-hmm. um, as well as kind of the social support. And you may all live together. You may not. Um, there's not an automatic, my girlfriend is also my partner's girlfriend. Right. Um, which I think a lot of people think, Assume oh, polyamory is just everyone, a triad. Yeah, and it's like, no, no I can have a relationship separate from my primary relationship that isn't just sex. Yeah. I think I could do polyamory. Mm-hmm. I think I'm obviously okay with being open. But there's a jealousy factor that comes in on my part. He's like, go have oh. fun, do whatever you want. I'm the jealous really? one. And so oh until it so, comes up, okay, okay. I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. Can I ask your astrological sign? I'm a Taurus. <gasps> Me too. I know. Oh, it. yeah, we knew that. Okay. <laughs> um, but yes, so I... He's like, just trust me. I'm like, I do trust you implicitly. Yeah. I get on the back of a motorcycle with you and yeah. let you tote me around wherever you want. Taurus has a quality of like, this is mine. Mm-hmm. Mine. Mm-hmm. I will keep it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a jealous person at all. Like to the point where I realize in my body, I don't, I don't feel the feeling that I recognize other people are feeling. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, you know, it's just like, that's just my brain. So I don't have that. But I've, I've encountered... It makes me feel heartened, I guess, to hear of a dom who's happy to share his submissive mm-hmm. because I have this like fear that I will never find that. Oh. And mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm, what's today? I'm about a month today being single from my Again. master Again. for good. Okay. He just hung up on me. So <gasps> like we we're on the phone and I was like, I need more attention. I don't need to hear you all the time. But when I do, like it needs to be more than I miss you and you're sexy. And he got, he started getting angry and I was like, we don't have to do this. And he's like, I guess we just won't hung up. And that was the end of our over two year relationship. And we'd broken up four times. That was right. our fourth breakup within a year. I'm sorry. That's it's sucky su- and though. It's, and it's, it's sucky. And it was my, it's my first master. So right. I guess I'm talking about this with you because there's a lot more emotional connection. And I had no idea what I was getting into truly because I was just like, oh, get tied up. And I loved it. And (laughs) there's so much to love. And my partner and I have also talked about, funny enough, another woman that we know who like, he's like, oh, she doesn't know anything about BDSM. She's interested and knows kind of like Mm -hmm. academically, but has talked to each of us separately. We're both friends with her Mm -hmm. um, about polyamory and open relationships and what BDSM is and how that works. And I have said to him, I think that like you need to be careful that she understands if you have intentions, what they are. And he said, I don't. And I wouldn't want to be the first person to take it to a sexual level with her because then I've ruined the kind of mentor trusting friendship aspect of it Mm. where I would like to teach her about these things she's curious about and she's asking about, but I don't want to be the one to do them with her. Because if it goes sideways, then all of a sudden it's all gone. Right. Right. The friendship and the relationship to whatever yeah. level it developed. Yeah. So there's a lot of complication about, yes, emotional versus physical subdom. So the jealousy part comes in. I think I would, I'm much more okay with, so we go to Burning Man every year. Um, <gasps> I want to go. Oh, we'll talk about that too. List. Okay, great. Mm. Because I want to be in the naked tents. Right? They're all naked tents. 
I've I never seen so many naked people in my life. By the third amazing. day, you don't actually realize people are naked anymore. Like I'm talking to a guy and I'm like, oh, you're not wearing any clothes. I didn't even notice. That's amazing. I did a paint photo shoot last night with a friend. Like mm-hmm. I painted her and we're mm-hmm. taking pictures of her. And she was like, I know you like being naked. Do you want to be naked while we shoot? And I was like, yes. <laughs> I also enjoy being naked. There's a lot of naked time in our house. And That's I'm wonderful. like, do I have to put clothes on? Yeah. No? Okay, cool. Thanks. Taurus power. Is it? Yeah. I mean, it's a very sensual, like hedonistic, mm-hmm. like likes to be comfortable. Like I can't be uncomfortable in my clothing. Oh, I do can't don't do tell it. me that's a Taurus thing. It's a Taurus thing. So like if your socks wrinkled in your shoe, uh, no, can't do it. I don't or like the shirts under the shirts. Mm-hmm. Like, For me, it's velvet. Oh. I, some Tauruses love the softness of velvet. Me, can't do velvet, can't do corduroy. Like that would actually, mm-hmm. I maybe could do it if it was torture. Like mm-hmm. if it was, if my dom were using it as torture. Mm-hmm. And I might get to red fast. Oh yeah. <laughs> like Fair it's enough. like that bad for mm-hmm. me. Um yeah, like spank me, use a Warburton wheel, like put hot wax on me, but like velvet. Ugh. Please don't. <laughs> um, Interesting. Yeah. There are definitely things that like I touch and then like I'll be in a department store and flipping through a rack and I'll be like, ooh. Yep. Yep. But those okay. are usually like polyester. Those are bad too. Yeah, gross. Yeah. I would love Touching to hear. Sensation. Okay, yes. but I have so many questions. Yeah, please because do. Because also you seem very experienced in BDSM. Does that resonate with you? Uh, it does in a very weird way because I feel me? like I am, I think you're just always learning. Yes. No matter what you think you know, I will hear stuff sometimes and I'm like, that was a whole new world that yeah. I didn't even know existed. People do that? <gasps> will awesome. you give us some examples, whatever feels comfortable? Because I, I feel that you are much more experienced than I am. And I, and I have I'm a just couple like, years on you. Yeah. And yeah, and um, I know all about it. Things that I have not heard of that no, I was no, no. surprised by or yeah, things that I... Mo- standout moments in your BDSM life or just, I don't know. I don't um, even know what... To, I mean, I have a thousand questions and I can ask specific ones. Like, how many partners have you had and like, how many... Have you gone to lots of sex parties? Is there group sex? How let's do, you do meet that. People? Sure. Like, just all of That's the... That's easier for me probably because <laughs> I'm a sub and okay, I like yeah. to just be asked the questions and then Great. I'll just give the answers. Um, <laughs> how many partners have I had? I stopped counting at some point. 40? BDSM, BDSM, oh, BDSM like, partners. And like, um, what's the difference between like doing a scene with someone and like having a, have you had a master? Have you had a daddy? What type or do you say dom, like language, different people? Sure. Uh, I've only ever called my current partner, sir. Mm-hmm. And it's half joking, but sometimes not. Mm-hmm. Um, I call him daddy in a totally different respect. Like he is our cat's daddy and I am mommy, <laughs> but we're not mommy and daddy to each other. So... <laughs> That comes out, and when I do it in front of another person, I'm like, oh, no, but we don't, ooh, no. Uh. And I don't, there are people who are totally into that. I am not, Uh that is not my fetish. Uh The whole little thing is just not what I'm into. Um, There is very little humiliation. I don't like it myself. And What counts as humiliation to you? Because I didn't realize that I was into what other people call humiliation until someone else told me. Oh, um... I'm trying to think of something that because he wouldn't want to do any of these things with me, it's hard for me to pull an example out. Well, can um, I ask you like, some questions? Yeah. So like I get called, I used to get called a lot of filthy names. That, like, yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. And then like uh, being slapped on the face or spit on. Does no that hitting me in the blame? face. Okay. okay. Um, we don't spit on each other, but that's just, I think also like more of just a personal preference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Can I ask what your safe words are? It depends on if there's a gag in my mouth. Uh, um, it is colors because okay. it's just easiest. Mm-hmm. And I've had people come up with like pineapple marshmallow. I'm like if I can fucking think of pineapple marshmallow, I'm not that into this scene. Totally. So, yeah. So um, 
yellow, red, Great. right? Um, he tends to stop at a yellow mm-hmm. and I'm like, but I wasn't done. I just wanted you to like maybe back off a little. Or like he's, hit a different part for a second. Right. <laughs> um, and he's like, no, yellow means you are uncomfortable enough to have said something. Yeah. Um, and I think he knows me pretty well that if I get to red, like we're way over my actual threshold. Mm. Um, if there's a gag in my mouth, it is as clearly as I can. Mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Three, Three is the thing. And if you can shake your head um, and any good master should be paying attention yes. to you. Yes. Um, you should not be, you know, tied up and left alone. No. You should not be in a stress position and left alone. No. For more than like, I'm running to the living room and I will be right yes. back. Yeah. Um, but there's no like, I'm going to leave you hanging by one knee and one elbow and no, leave the room. That's not safe. No. And people think that that is what this is. And it's very not. Um what else would he... So I don't think there's anything else that he would want to do that I have... Like, I don't really love putting his dick in my mouth after it's been in my vagina. Mm. But I will. Okay. And it all depends on, like, when did we both shower last? Yeah. I'm super smell what sensitive. What month is it? Eh, I mean, even that I don't care about oh, so really? much. And he doesn't care about, which is also really lovely for me. Yeah. Um, he's like, I don't know. Put a towel down. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Does he go down on you when it's lady time? He does. Okay. He doesn't love going down on anyone. So oh, really? I'm, and I came off another partner who was like, that was his thing. So it's been a bit of an adjustment for me. Okay. I'm okay with it. There have been a couple of times where I'm like, it's not fair. And then I'm like, wait, fairness does not come into play in a sexual relationship, nor in a relationship, nor should it. And we joke or like, it's not a tit for tat relationship. Yeah. But then we'll joke like, it's not a dick for tit relationship. Like we'll <laughs> fill in the different words to make it. Um <laughs> And it can't be. You can't keep score. You know, no, oh, you got three orgasms I, and I yeah. haven't had any. If sex is all about like tit for tat reciprocation, then I'm paying attention to the wrong thing because it should be like a, a huge, greater sum. Yes. You know, like it's. Absolutely. And that's how you breed resentment. And yeah. like you're thinking about and wallowing on, you know, oh, you know, it's been this long since I've gotten this thing. It's like, okay, I have those thoughts. They pop into my head. And then I take a deep breath and I'm like, but what else has happened in that time? Yeah that I've really enjoyed or I've had orgasms completely different ways that weren't maybe what I wanted right then, but that's not what it's about. Also, if people were keeping track of orgasms, I would be so anxious about having them that I would never have them. And then we would not get to do stuff and it would be Mm -hmm. horrible. And it's so much more mental than physical, especially for women. I think that being comfortable, if I'm uncomfortable, I'm like, there's a cat hair at my nose. Just stop. That's me too. Like I can't. If my if my knee is like crunching on mm-hmm. the ground, then I gotta move a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. This isn't if, I can't, if my leg falls asleep and I'm falling over, like we gotta do something about it. And a master should want you to be as into it as possible. And obviously some discomfort is kind of part of the game. Totally. But not pain beyond, you know, what you're doing. There, there's like the agreed upon pain. Mm-hmm. And when I'm outside of that, I have to fix it. Like And you yeah. should. Yeah. yeah. Um and it's Communication, and it sounds like such a trope, oh, communication. It is so important, Mm -hmm. not only in a scene, but in any relationship and in friendships. And just say the thing you want to say and don't pussyfoot around it. And if the other person reacts badly, take a deep breath, try to figure out what they, like try to put yourself in their shoes. That's a whole other podcast. Um, But communication really does help with, you know, he's, we've kind of finished a scene and he's gotten up to go to the bathroom to clean up and come back. And I'm like, but, um, aftercare please. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. And like lays down on the bed with me and cuddles me. And like, 
he was just so swizzled. We call it swizzled mm-hmm. when you're, yeah. right? Yep. He was just so swizzled that he was like, oh, I didn't, I can't even think. And yeah. he wasn't intending to leave me unattended or leave me uncared for. He was just kind of in his own head. Yeah. And But if you say something, he's not gonna be like, no, fuck you, deal with right. it. Exactly. He's gonna be like, oh, of course, yep. cuddles and nice caresses. Yeah. And yeah. Um, what else did you ask me about sex well, parties? I want to know. <laughs> I, I also want. I want to dive into your favorite things, okay? Because that's amazing. That's mm-hmm. my favorite thing to know other people's favorite mm-hmm. things. Uh, and I also do want to circle back to the explicit communication and your first experiences with that and how it's progressed. So, like, what was your first experience having really explicit sexual communication? Um, probably my previous partner before my current partner who was a terrible boyfriend and we were a terrible couple. No, he was a good boyfriend. He gave really good gifts and he okay. was very attentive. Okay. We were not a good couple. Mm. We just weren't. Yeah. Like screaming fights in the middle of Vermont Boulevard. Like oh. not a good couple. Oh, wow. Yeah, really dramatic. Um, and I think we both fed on the drama and it yeah. was just not yeah. healthy, um, but really great sex. And I was able to ask for things that, Talking about sex is hard for me. Growing up, I didn't um, talk to my girlfriends about sex. Mm-hmm. I We all knew we were all having sex, but that was kind of it. Yeah. Um, even now at this age, I have like a couple of friends that I will explicitly discuss sex with, oh, like good. actual like details. Yeah. Um, I kind of edge around some things with people depending on who they are. Uh, and a whole group of Burning Man friends is a whole other world. So yes. they are all very, not necessarily <laughs> explicit, but like it's much easier to talk to them about anything because they're just a very open community. Yeah, I wear my collar most of the time uh, around most of our friends. If I have like a conference call for work, I may take it off depending on what else I'm wearing. Right. I work from home, so I don't need to go into an office. Um, I wore it to my therapist's office for the first time recently. Really? What was that like? Well, it's very discreet. Thank you. Like, it's, it's, um, it's, if you can't see it, I don't know if you can see it. It's yeah. uh, a stainless steel collar. It does up within Allen key. Okay, that's okay. Um, so I have an emergency Allen wrench in my wallet just, just in, in case. case. Yeah. Um, but obviously my partner is not here with the key right now. And yeah. so it's just on me all the time. Um, I do have a couple of padlocking collars also. Mm-hmm that are much more like bondage looking. Yeah. Um, one of them grabs my hair and it's really annoying, but he likes oh. the way it looks. And so we compromise. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let me put my hair up and then I'll wear that one. I love it. Um, and that one is, so that little humiliation stuff he might be into, okay. like, will you wear that out to dinner? And it's like a black and silver collar with a little D-ring and a big freaking padlock on the back. Oh, And really? like, will you wear that out to Wingstop? And I'm like, sure. I mean, A, I'm never going to see those people totally. again. And B, <laughs> I mean, if I do, okay. Yeah. Do you want to talk about my sex life? Well, also, I was working an Instagram event. Oh, can I say that? I'm going to say it. They're not going to listen. <laughs> I was working an Instagram event recently, and a lot of the Instagrammers who were there were very young, mm-hmm. like not 18. And many of them were wearing collars as I've noticed jewelry. That. And I was like... And I didn't initiate conversations with any of them. And I'm like, do you know, is, I don't think you, oh. And also last year, two years ago at Zara, they were selling like, just like a choker 
that had a loop on it. And I'm like, and it's, you know, and it has clasps on the back. So it's not a collar, mm-hmm. but I'm like, that's a collar. You know, and I, and I bought it because I've worn that to several auditions mm-hmm. where I'm playing. I go out for various types of weird sexual role. Like I was playing a pleasure concierge, mm-hmm. oh. you know. Yeah, in like that. a sci-fi thing, yeah. And so I wore these like thigh-high boots and had this little collar and a boob shirt and just, you know, very like sci-fi. Alien. And then I walked into the waiting room and it was like men in their 70s that were also bald in suits. And so I was like, oh, oh, I'm the I'm the wild card. Oh, <laughs> that happens. Um, yeah, I've seen a lot of people also wearing collars who I don't think have Thinker, any idea. Yeah. I still have a collar that I bought when I was, I don't know, 18. It does not fit around my neck anymore. <laughs> Um, I'm still like pretty like thin and little and yeah. I was, I'm 30 pounds heavier than I yeah. was as a teenager because yeah, 40. Because you were a teenager. <laughs> exactly. Um, and it is just a band of leather with mm-hmm. a snap back, but with a ring on it. Mm-hmm. And it's a collar, very yeah. clearly like a meant to be pseudo bondage yeah. kind of gothy collar that I wore to clubs and I would wear to school and whatever. Um, did you know you were submissive back then? Like when did you figure it out? It sounds like yes-ish, yes. you did. But I don't have any recollection. There was never anyone who wanted to dominate me. Yeah. Although I guess that first boyfriend, like up. it was just, yeah. It, and there was never a question about which way it was going to go. Did you ever watch, like, did you explicitly watch BDSM porn or anything like that? Not until much of, later yeah, in life. Yeah. And even now, BDSM porn, um, so kink.com used to be based in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. And my partner worked at the upper floor. Really? For a while. Um, and so he has some cool stories. And But like I'll watch their shoots and I know I've toured the sets because yeah. he used to be able to do a tour. That's so cool. Which was super cool. And I know the scene and I know what's going on. And while I believe that what is going on is actually happening, mm-hmm. right? She's actually having an orgasm, which is where a lot of porn, like I don't think you're actually having an orgasm yeah. when you're screaming, I'm coming, I'm coming. No, yeah. you're not. Yeah. Um, but it's so weird to think that it is like a, put on scene yeah. that could be like something we were doing in our bedroom, but that's on film. And I'm like, do they stop in the middle and like take a break? And he's like, yeah, sometimes like yeah. that needs to happen. It's like any film shoot. Yeah. So it's a really weird disconnect for me. Um, and I'll watch some of their stuff and be like, I just can't even watch it. Like it's good. Totally. I get in. So people talk about porn a lot on here. I don't watch it that much because because of my history as a producer, I can't watch it without thinking about the production aspect mm-hmm. of it. And then it just puts me into my producer brain, which is the least sexy brain I have. Like, I just new. had that conversation with someone else. And I, it might have been my partner. It might have been someone else. It was like, no, I just picked the scene apart and like, oh, why would you put that light there? Like, yes. just all that kind of or stuff. Or even I've watched some indie porn lately. Or when I was with my master last year, he got a subscription to one that was like more like people on mm-hmm. their iPhone. So a lot of vertical video and I'm just like, this is framed stupid. This is lit. Like, you're making it. It's like angsty. Like, what do you, I can't see what's actually happening. You know, like that handheld. Don't show me four camera angles at once. I can't watch it. You know, like make choices. <laughs> make artistic choices. Don't just like give me everything. They're not artists. I know. I know. It's hard. I'm yeah. not an artist either. And I'm not trying to be negative because I do appreciate people create, putting it out putting, there, putting their own work out there. And it doesn't work for me. That's all. Yes. There are scenes and not necessarily BDSM related at all, but like, okay, porn, easy, masturbating, fine. That's a super quick way to get it done. Um, sometimes I can just go off my brain, depends yeah. on what's going on. Yeah. Um, but what I, and what I watch, also I think this is for a lot of people, what I watch isn't necessarily what I would want to happen with me. Totally. But uh, yes, as I'm scrolling through the pages and pages, I'm like, why 
I can't see, I can see the guy's thigh. Yeah. I guess there's a woman underneath him. Yeah. I can't even see what's going on. Like, this is not sexy. Like, and it's dark and I, why did you even put this up? Or like the bad, like free music that they're using as a track in the background. I'm like, just turn it off. There are um, porn music videos, which I did not know was a thing. I think their PMV is the um, acronym. And it is like just a bunch of short cut scenes set to like super uncy music. It's the weirdest thing. I accidentally, like I, not accidentally, I clicked on one being yeah. like, oh, what's PMV? Right? Because uh, POV is point of view. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what's PMV? I don't know. Yeah. And it started and I was like, what is this awful music? And I thought it was just the intro, but then it just kept going. Very weird. For pure artistic, I, was gonna say, I gonna suggest to going go, to look. Yeah. I'm going to go have to look some I up. Just oh my gosh. Um, Tell me some of your favorite things to have done to you. Um... I like being blindfolded. Mm-hmm. I like the heightened other senses. Um, and if I can't see what's going on, because it's my bedroom and I know what our drawers sound like and I know which toys live in which places, I can kind of tell what he's going for by like the jingle of this <laughs> or like the clank of that. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to kind of be surprised by like, uh, as soon as it touches me, like, oh, what is that? Yeah. Um, or, oh, I know what that is. So that's mm-hmm. fun, the anticipation. Um, and it also... I'm a thinker. I overthink everything and I analyze everything. And we can be in the middle of something super hot and I can be like, God, did I run payroll for that client? Yeah. Which is terrible. Um, But I really do feel like having the blindfold on pulls me a little bit more into what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I do like being tied up. Um, I have a spreader bar that is ankles and wrists. Mm. Um, We also just got a yoke that is collar with wrists. Cool. Um, And they're both adjustable length. So my wrists can be kind of like out here or here. Um, Where are you usually when you're using that? Usually in our room. Okay. Um, but are you like laying down? Do you have a door frame that it can attach to? We do, do not. Okay. He's talked about we need a new bed. And so when mm. we get a new bed frame, that will come into play. Oh, um, so not exciting. only being like tie points, he is super kind of engineering and mechanical. So mm. he will, he's like, oh, I could just install, install eye bolts here and here. He put up a piece in a friend's unit so that she could tie people to like a steel um, drilled into her concrete ceiling. She also lives in like a lofty area. Um, And so he went and put some stuff in for her so that she has kind of attachment points. So right now it's just kind of the bedroom Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and it's just on the bed for the most part. We, it's just the two of us. We live alone. We don't have kids. We don't have people knocking on the door. We both work from home. So sometimes it's 2.30 on a Tuesday, uh, which is awesome. being awake and not exhausted and like having some energy in my body, particularly if I have time to drop into my brain, like mentally, like take a bath ahead mm-hmm. of time. Oh my God, it's my favorite. I miss those. Cause like my master used to drop his kid off at school and like would come over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> no. And it's nice to have like, there's nothing else going on right now. Yeah. I don't, my phone's not dinging. Set the, side, the time aside. For yeah. It. yeah. And there are times where we're like, okay, we've got half an hour. Mm-hmm. And there are times where we're like, we don't have anything to do until tomorrow. In a half hour circumstance, yes. are you still kinky? How does it play out? Do you um, have time to be kinky? There's always some aspect of kink okay. to our sexual interactions, which he told me, I think, like the first day we started dating. And he was like, you don't have to be into it all the time, but like the kink will always be part of my life. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. At least I know what I'm getting into. So there will be some choking, which is easy. Mm-hmm. He spanks me all the time. So it's not even like that's sexual anymore. <laughs> He's like, 
as he's walking by me, I'm like, don't do that. I'm working. I have had to tell him like, he can't come over and choke me while I'm working. Like yeah. while I'm at my desk. Yeah. 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 Cause I'm just in the living room. Why would, would he get not? I would too distracted. I would get, I wouldn't be able to. Well, I'm either frustrated that I like, I was literally in the middle of something work wise or now I want to drop what I'm doing and go do that. And I can't cause I have a call in five minutes. Yeah. yeah. So we've worked on that a little bit. Again, communication. Yes. Just talk about it. Yep. Choking is easy. A quick pair of handcuffs is always easy. Mm. Um, I'm also fairly small, and so he can just hold me down, mm-hmm. um, which happens quite a bit. There's some aspect of, like, he likes to hurt me while he's fucking me, actual, like, intercourse pain, oh. um, which I'm fine with. Yeah. And so that's kind of his, like, yeah, like finishing like, move. Rough, yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't yeah, know, yeah. like like a video game. Um, <laughs> smash, but, like, that if, it, right, <laughs> that if it's, like, okay, we only have the, this much time, we both know our kind of hot triggers to yeah. like just get it going and get it over with. That's great. How did you guys meet? Very randomly Uh-oh. at a place that I did not belong. There is an <laughs> off-road truck race in the Mojave Desert um, okay. once a year. And I was out there watching my friend race his Jeep, who he had been asking me to go out and watch him race for like 12 years. And I was like, that's not my scene. It's really yeah. not my scene. Yeah. And he said, this is the last year we're going to race the truck. We're taking it apart next year. Like, I don't know if we're going to have another truck. You should come out and watch me race. Mm. He said, I'll buy your ticket. You'll have a pit pass. You just need to show up. Yeah. I said, okay, fine. So I showed up and he went off on the race in the morning and I was in the pit where they come through to get gas and whatever. And there was this guy sitting there and we started chatting about something, something. Where are you from? Da, da, da. He said, I live in the Bay Area. And I said, oh, I'm going to be up there in a couple of weeks for a friend's birthday. Um, and we just started chatting and it was all very casual. Um, and then a call came over the radio that another truck out on the course had broken an axle or something. And he said, do you want to go on an adventure in the desert? Mm. And so we put a welder and a generator in the back of a dune buggy and went out to find them and weld their truck up. And so we had like two and a half hours with no radio, no distraction, just the two of us in a car talking. A dune buggy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just, like, talking That's about amazing. everything. And so we talked about everything. Like, I knew all of his dirty secrets by, like, the second day I knew him. The f- when did he bring up kink? That car ride. Like, amazing. I'd known him for two hours. Was oh, he- no, before that. In the pit, even. He said oh, really? something about latex. And I said, well, I've worn latex, which I had. I did not realize that he meant, like, latex, yeah. like he means. Um I bought a rubber dress from the adult shop when I was 17 and wore it for like Halloween one year or something. Of course. That was my first latex experience. Mm. Um, I will be getting married in a latex dress. (gasps) Oh my god! Because we're getting married at Burning Man and that's where you can do that. Oh my gosh, really? Mm -hmm. This this Mm -hmm. Burning Man? August 30th. (gasps) Oh my gosh, that's coming up. It is. It's very exciting. Wow. Um, So I'm having a, it will not look like a wedding dress, but our friend who makes custom latex is making me an outfit that will be my wedding outfit. Oh my God, that's and amazing. And he will also be in latex. That's his fetish that I have Fantastic. kind of fallen into. Okay. Um, I like it. It's fun. That? Tell us more about Because I was talking to a latex boy and then he kind of disappeared. So I don't know if I'm going to get to latex with him, but. Um, it is just as much about the visual as the sensation as well. Okay. Um, and he is about both aspects of it. Um, his kind of ideal manifestation of it is that I wear like a latex t-shirt out to the grocery store. Have you done that? Mm -hmm. I love that. And it's like, people look at me or don't. 
And okay, people could look at me or not for wearing purple running shoes, right? It doesn't matter. Yes. People are going to look at you or not. They look I've, at they look at me. Exactly. <laughs> um, and some people, not strangers usually, but some people like friends are like, is that latex? Can I touch it? Yeah. Sure. Um, is it when you're wearing it like out and about, is it? Is it sweaty? I yes, gotten to, okay. it is sweaty. So when you try latex, latex on at a store, yeah. like there's a store over in Silver Lake that I probably won't name drop, <laughs> but it's the fetish store in LA. I go to the stock Yes, room. that's, that's the one. my favorite place. Well, then yes, let's name drop them. So they have a huge latex. I, I love them. They have a huge like, I love them. latex selection. Um, I have a couple of pieces from them. When you try stuff on there, you try it on with powder oh, um, because it is smart. easy to get in and out of. When you actually put latex on at home, you do it with lube. How did I not know this? I don't know. Silicone lube. I haven't done it. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Um, so you, and how do you clean it? Is uh, it a whole thing? Dish soap and water in Whoa. the sink. Like Dawn and water in the sink. And you wash it and then you rinse it and dry it. Hang it to dry. Mm-hmm. That's a lot awesome. of care. It's interesting. How much latex stuff do you have? A lot. What are your favorite pieces? Um, I have a super cute, I bought a t-shirt that is a pink octopus bathing, like in a bathtub with some bubbles. And it's on like a blue background. Um, and our friend remade that for me in latex. Oh, my god! It's adorable. I'll show you a picture of it. Oh, yeah. Um, it's on Instagram, actually. We'll, I'll <gasps> okay, just share it okay, out. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have a super cute pink, like, skater dress. So, like, kind of a scoop neck. Yes. Wide strap tank top. That's, like, above my knee, but not super scandalously short. Mm-hmm. Pink with black trim. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love pink. He loves pink. And okay. I was like, sure, I'll wear pink okay, for you. Right. That's fine. The dress is going to be cool. It's actually going to be kind of a take on a French maid's outfit. Um, that's oh, like a bodysuit with a fuck, skirt. Yeah. Um, and then I think maybe little gloves, oh like fingerless God. gloves. I don't actually know. He's talked to her about okay. the design. Oh, that's my dream. She has measured me and I'm going to go for a fitting in the next couple of weeks. That's amazing. So I know what that's I'm getting. so amazing. It's exciting. Um, I think those are like my favorite, favorite. And then I bought a piece from the stock room. It's a Tammy Wong dress that's got like cut out kind cool. of teardrops and it's got like a little mock turtleneck collar and it's like kind of longer and just super sexy. What is it that you like about latex? Getting in, right. So getting into it as a whole process, which mm-hmm. I actually kind of like the, mm-hmm. you need help to get into things. Most things, sometimes you can get into it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and like there are spots that you learn to lube up first, like the backs of your armpits so that stuff just kind of slides in. Oh. And then you get into it and you're kind of uncomfortable and you like pull your boobs into the right place and like jiggle around and it's pinching here. And then about 10 minutes in, you sweat just enough that you kind of like roll your shoulders and jiggle around a little bit and then everything just settles into place. Whoa. And then it just fits you. Um, it feels really cool like touching your stomach, touching your chest, like depending on how long the sleeves are, it's super smooth and soft. I think I would feel like a future person. Mm-hmm. Like Very I think much I so. Feel, like Katy think... Perry wears latex in a ton of her videos, oh, um, yeah. which is right. like instant fetish. Yeah. Um, and she has one right now with a futuristic robot thing and it's all in latex. And... I mean, that's my first attraction mm-hmm. to latex because I haven't actually gotten to feel it on my body, but I love sci-fi things and I love aliens and space mm-hmm. people and like, I want to be a captain that wears latex. You know what I mean? <laughs> Very doable. Yeah. I know Sona makes great custom latex great. when you're interested. Okay, great. Um, how does it come into your play? Like, how um, do you, what do you do so latex So there's stuff that when we first started dating and like the first pieces that I got were like a little black skirt and kind of a white tank top. Um, and it was really like, will you put on that latex skirt and sit on my face? Mm. And I was like, sure. I mean, kind of not my thing. Like, 
I'm into it because you're into it more than I'm super into it. And then I was like, seeing how into it he was, I was like, oh, okay, I like this. Mm. Um, so more now it is about the wearing latex out in public yeah. as like a kind of our little secret yeah. thing. I just got a pair of latex undies made that have like a heart cut out on the butt that I just brought home that like mm. now is like, hey, will you wear those out like under your jeans? Mm. And then we know, but no one else knows. Yeah. And that's like, I can't wait to get you home Ugh. kind of thing. Um, in the bedroom is much more like the stuff that I wouldn't actually want to wear out in public or that I would only wear at Burning Man. I'm like, eh, that skirt's too short. Or, yeah. oh, it's just like a boob harness. Like there's no covering. It's just like harnessed strappy bits. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would love that. Exactly. I could put on pasties. Yeah. Does it cover your nipples? No. No. Great. No, it like outlines your outlines. boobs. Yeah. So, um, so those kinds of things that are not for, yeah. you know, small town wear, right. but are, uh, <laughs> or like, you know. Or even just, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they're fine for um, Folsom, right? The Folsom Street yeah. Fair. Yeah. Would, I yeah. wore latex to that because that makes sense. I was actually wearing way more clothes than most people were. Mm. Um, yeah, how is that's a lot of naked that? people. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. Are there favorite things that we haven't gotten to? Like we talked about being tied up. We talked about um, like there are fantasies that have not yet yeah, been let's talk realized. About your fantasies. Strangely, and again, this is something that I think I might get into and be like, "Red, just kidding, just kidding." Yeah. Gangbang. Me too. Me too. I Same don't know thing. why. Same thing. No, I want to have it so bad, but also I might not actually like it. When it's kind of a. I don't know that I need it to be at all BDSM or fetish related. Like, I guess my yeah. hands might be restrained just for, you know, kind of shits and giggles. Yeah. Um, but there's something about like someone fucking me, a lot of hands touching me yeah. that like I might not even know who's touching me or who's where that I like that kind of not out of body, but like I'm out of it experience. Yeah. Um, so I think a blindfold would also probably come into play. Um, and then it's a question of like, he was just talking me through this the other night. And he's like, and maybe I'm whispering in your ear. I was just or gonna say. Maybe it's me fucking you, or maybe yeah. it's me touching your breasts. Like, who knows? I would love it if I had a Dom who would like be holding my wrists mm-hmm. the whole time and kind of like, because I loved when my master would dirty talk to me. And it was the first time that I was like, oh, dirty talk mm-hmm. is a thing for me. And so if there was like dirty talking, he was like whispering the whole time. And then like the finale was him fucking me, mm-hmm. I think I'd lose my mind. Yes. Yes, what I think. right along those lines. Yeah. Um, but then I also think that I might be like, what do you mean there's six guys here and I don't, what? And it's mm. not like the number of penises is a problem. I've yeah. definitely had sex yeah, yeah, with yeah. more than six penises. Um, but there's, some, and he's like, well, just have a big bottle of lube so that you're comfortable. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Sure, let's do that. I don't know where to do that exactly. Yeah. And like we joke about, he's like, He's like, I'm going to put a blindfold on you and you don't know that there might not be standing outside right now. And I'm like, no, they're not. Whatever. <laughs> um, but yes, logistics is kind of a thing. Um, Burning Man might also be the place to do that mm. because there are like orgy yeah. tents and That's domes true. and kind of that group sex situation. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see how that plays out. So a- that is the current side one. of Burning Man. Yes. Have you had experience with orgies and group sex or sex parties or anything like that? Um Yes. So like first threesome was when I was, mm, it was kind of like a partner swapping more than a threesome. And Mm -hmm. I was like 19 Mm -hmm. and it was more just like making out and, you know, kind of heavy petting without intercourse. Mm -hmm. Um, I did, I'm trying to think if there's ever been, there's never been like an actual threesome, like in bed all naked at the same time. 
Um, I have been to ostensibly swinger parties where I didn't swing. It was just kind of public sex and public private, I guess, because it's a limited number of people, but I'm having sex where other people can see me. Um, And I really like that. I didn't realize that I also like that. that. Um, We were on kind of a bed thing and there was another couple on the next bed over and we were having sex and I was like, okay, this is fine, whatever. And then I kind of got lost in my own head for a second. And when I came back, all I could hear was the other couple having sex I was like, that's really hot. And then I had an orgasm. Oh. I was like, oh, they're right there. And like, I'm not looking at them. And there was like kind of a gauzy yeah. like sheet between us. Mm-hmm. So I could see that there were bodies there, but I couldn't see who that's they were. Cool. It was cool. Oh, I'm into that idea. That was here in LA. I've never, that's not something that I could like probably dream up. I would have to see it or hear mm-hmm. about it. And now, I, now I'm taking that like, fantasy oh, from my that's own. That's fun. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> um, and the thought of like, I was facing my partner. I was on top and I was yeah. facing him. And there was like a wall in front of me. But there were people walking behind us, and I don't know if people were stopping to watch or just walking by and glancing. There could have been a whole crowd behind me. Mm. I don't know. Um, and I kind of like that I don't know. Yeah. Because I can imagine. And I know that I had walked into a room where there were, you know, 10 or 12 people standing around watching a couple having sex. So I was like, well, that could have happened to me. I don't I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Wow. So um, that we did. My current partner and I did have sex in the Orgy Dome last year at Burning Man, but Mm. it was just, again, us having sex Mm -hmm. kind of in a big room with a bunch of other people Mm -hmm. also having sex, Mm -hmm. Um, some of whom seemed to be like partner swapping or kind of group sexing. We, it was just the two of us. Um, Do people come up to you there? Because I'm a little bit shy, but I'm kind of open. And sometimes people, oftentimes people talk to me, but I always have this fear of like, what if I, because like in those group situations or like at a, events or whatever where someone's like and just pick a partner across the room i'm always the person that's like (laughs) who anyone there's nobody left and that's (laughs) happened to me so many times and it feels horrible and so that's my big i could imagine that would not feel great yeah it's like that's just like an astrology like happened most recently at an astrology workshop Uh where i knew both the teachers and then they were my partner and i felt horrible (laughs) i'm sorry that sucks it sucks but it's also like a thing that happens in my life because i'm like i'm gonna do this thing and then it's like oh it didn't happen the way that i hear other people okay well Okay, that's okay. But but how the orgy dome at Burning Man? So there are two separate rooms. Mm -hmm. One is public sex, but you're not interested in playing with anyone else, but you do want to kind of be in the same room. Got it. And the other is open room. And they kind of set out some rules before you go in, and so you have to be in a couple, um, any sort of coupling. Okay. Um, So a single guy can't walk in and just be creepy in the corner, right? Oh, I see. Which I like. Okay. Um, So a couple or more. You can go in as a foursome or as a threesome or whatever. Um, no one approached us and we did not approach anyone. It was also kind of us like dipping a toe in. He does not understand jealousy. He doesn't experience jealousy at all. Um, and he is also very open sexually. I would say pansexual for lack of a better uh-huh. term. He's like, whatever. Does it feel good? Great. Yeah. yeah. Am I attracted to the person? Great. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, so... And he is much bolder than me. So he would definitely have to be the person to like go up and approach someone or ask someone if they wanted to come touch me or whatever, which I'm fine with. Totally. Um, We hadn't really fleshed it out all the way when we got there. Uh So we kind of just ended up having sex, the two of us, and like just hanging out a little bit and then leaving. Um, If we do it again this year, it would be a different situation. We now know we have to like plan it out a little bit more. Yeah. And there's always those in-the-moment decisions where it's like, do you want this thing to happen? And on the spot, I will always say yes, mm-hmm. even if I'm not really sure. Oh, okay. Like, I will 
err on the side of yes. Do you feel like you're resilient enough to weather the storm if it's a bad outcome? Because yes. I'm I'm the same way. I'm like, I'm curious. It might be bad. Right. I'll try it. And then we'll just, you know, do the download at home and be like, okay, that was not good for these yeah. reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in future, we can avoid those reasons. I don't think there's anything where something would happen. I mean, if anything, I'm just like, okay, it's just bad sex, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not going to be dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with him there. Um, so it's just bad sex. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate, but whatever. Just kind of a waste of time. Um, so yes, there have been a couple of kind of sex party aspects of things. Um, oh, no. And a party um, the night before or after Folsom, I don't remember where we went. And that was a lot of like partners giving hand jobs on the couch, like very open sexuality. Some people were dressed, some people were not. Um, and he put me in stocks and fucked me from behind. So like my wrists were kind of by my head mm-hmm. and I was bent over kind of at a 90 mm-hmm. degree angle. Um, good thing I was wearing high heels because oh, I'm yeah. short. And otherwise yeah. I'd been like, this is oh, weird. Horrible. <laughs> um, and we have kind of discussed that as well of like, he's like, well, what if I just put you in those stocks and then just left you there? I'm like, whoever wants to fuck her, go ahead. And then mm. I wouldn't be able to see who it was because they're behind me and I can't turn my head. Wait, but is he, he's gone? Now? No, he like he would be there. Oh, okay. But like okay, okay, he would okay. just leave me in the stocks. Like he yes. wouldn't necessarily okay. be the one to be fucking like, me. I need someone to make sure they're wearing condoms. Yes. <laughs> you know, like I need, exactly. I need a, I need a, what is a safety a coordinator. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we have talked about, obviously, yes. Um, so yeah, we've talked about that also. Mm. He's like, well, what if I did that? I'm like, that sounds good. Yeah. And, you know, at any time, again, I can be like, okay, I'm done. And, I mean, there are days where not so much with this collar, but with the padlock collar, I'll be like, I just need this off right now. Okay. And there is no discussion. There is no hesitation. He's like, let me get the key. Mm-hmm. Um, because the last thing he wants or I want is for me to resent the collar yeah. and then not want to wear it in the future. Yeah. Um, so That's for as good. much as, like, we may joke about, like, ha-ha, I'm going to lock you up and leave you there. Yeah. Or um, he has some fantasies about chastity. Um, oh. Me wearing a chastity belt. Um, and he's like, talks about it. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if I'm into that. He's like, you know, I would take it off so you could have a shower. Like, yeah. I'm going to say I won't yeah. because it's sexy to me yeah, and it's yeah, hot yeah. to me totally. to have the fantasy. I have a harder time because stuff that I say is generally things I actually want to happen. <laughs> too. I'm like every, I had to explain, I was like, everything is real to me. You have yes. to understand that. Like when you're talking about marriage and when you're talking about these things, it's real to me. Yes. And when he's talking about locking me up, and like for days at a time. And I'm like, I'm not, no. Yeah. And he's like, I wouldn't really do it. I'm like, oh, how do you tell me that you don't really mean it? Like, how do I know when to interpret? Because some of the stuff he does he actually want to do. Yes. Um, yeah. So that has been kind of an ongoing conversation that we are still figuring out also. Oh, yeah. Um, but but it helps if he has awareness around the fact that he wouldn't want to actually do it. Because I think it's, in my experience, mm-hmm. it's a lot trickier when your partner is like, no, I do mean it. And I'm like, but I don't think you actually mean mm-hmm. it. And they're like, no, I do. No, you don't. Because you really don't. <laughs> We've had some of those as well. Where I'm okay. like, mm. Okay. And you can't do it in the moment. No. Because no, then it's no, not no, sexy. No, no. no. Well, it's not. And it, I think it becomes less safe. Mm-hmm. I think it's not. I know that I, especially if I like am in subspace and we're like, sure, do anything. Five days, no food. I don't sure. need to eat. In you a know? cage? Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. And I do love being yeah. in a cage. And so that's why I have to talk about it ahead of time so I can like have a brain. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever been in a situation where, okay, because you have had a couple different doms, mm-hmm. you said, 
One, well, one, one mostly one kind of some other play, very informal, just kind okay. of fetishy play with other partners. How did you, the thing that I'm thinking about a lot right now is how do I communicate my desires as a submissive, but I certainly don't want to tell them how to dom me. Have you ever come up against that? Oh, topping from the bottom. I what? don't want to top from the bottom. Um, I don't want to do it, but I also. I think that is also kind of communication in a non-sexual situation. Mm-hmm. So as you're getting to know each other, you're going out for coffee, you're having maybe not dinner in a public place, but you know, dinner at someone's house. Mm-hmm. Um, and you talk about. I talk about it at a public place. Well, yeah, sure. I don't um, do it if there's like babies right next to me. I'm not like, hello, four-year-old, let me tell you about my kinky <laughs> stuff. But you know, I'm conscientious. You know what? Start them young. It's fine. Um, our neighbor <laughs> yeah. really likes my pretty necklace. Mm. And she's three. Mm. And I'm like, that's adorable. And like her parents know. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's just my necklace. And it's, <laughs> so but I'm kind of bringing it into a total normal situation yeah. for her that yeah. is totally oh, I normal. Can't wait till the day where she like puts the pieces together. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm going to be like 60 at the time. So well, I don't know how I feel about I, I that. I was literally 18 years old when my college roommate, freshman year, was like, oh, I want to show you the vibrator I want to get. And I was like, I've never seen, like, I don't know anything about vibrators. And she pulled it up on her computer and I was like, my mom has that massager. And I was like, oh, nope. my God. And it was a magic wand. like, Which I actually used for a massage for the first time last week. <laughs> he was like, will you rub my back? And I'm like, pass me that wand. I'm like, he's like, oh, this is actually really nice. I mean, that's what it's <laughs> ostensibly, ostensibly for. for. That's or how was in the it. 60s. I don't yeah. know. 70s. Um, I imagine that if you're meeting people online, you've kind of already covered that there is a kinky aspect. I'm so afraid I haven't begun. Like, I don't even oh, know how to, like, I'm enough. like, should I fet life? Should I put it, should I make a really explicit okay Cupid profile? Like, I'm trying to figure out what to do right now. So, um, I have a fat life that has no information on it at mm-hmm. all. Okay. Um, not even a picture. It's just an account that I actually made to read someone else's post that they had linked to on Facebook, but I couldn't oh, read. It was a it. post about an event yeah. and I just couldn't read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my partner used to have a fat life and has been in the scene for longer than I have, like actively in the scene and actually doing things. Um, and then I found my ex-boyfriend on FetLife, oh which was God. hilarious. That and like funny. with all of his subs and stuff, so, I'm like, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of want to be like, I saw all your pictures. Um, and we're still friends also, so I could. And he'd be like, oh, what do you think? Yeah. Um, and he, at the time, wanted to get more into kink. And I was like, eh, I don't know. And yeah. he was not as like gentle easing me into it. Mm. And so I think it was much more of a turnoff because he was, we were young yeah. and he just didn't understand how to like yeah. introduce it slowly. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, okay, Cupid, I've seen some pretty, you know, out there, graphic, kinky, explicit profiles mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, well, at least you know what you're getting into. Yeah. And if it is something that you are into and want to be part of a relationship, I think you need to put it out there like right I from the beginning. I do. Because there's enough no vanilla experience. people who... You're just going to go on a bunch of crappy coffee dates. Well, then I'm not interested in that. And I also, but I also have no idea what it would be like to actually have some sort of real partnership with a dom, with my dom. And I think I want that. It sounds really nice. Um, It is really nice. Uh, We have a very interesting relationship. It's like we're obviously lifestyle, but at the same time, if someone asks me, I'm like, no, I don't do that lifestyle crap Mm. because it seems so much more over the top and like, you must be high protocol all the time and you sleep in a cage all the time. And oh, I'm like, yeah. no. So I earn most of the money in our relationship. So yeah. that's an interesting flip of like the dominant yep. submissive who's yep. in charge of yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and he is very clearly dominant in 
the bedroom. And then also like that kind of leads out into other things. But we joke about like my money dick that I'm like, I'll like flop my money dick out. And he's like, "Uh uh-huh. It's good. He came up with that one. He's a funny guy. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to circle back to the lifestyle thing real quick. Because I was shooting with a dude who does a lot of fetish BDSM. And he was like, oh, so are you lifestyle? And I'm like, oh, not like, no, not like 24-7. Because I had assumed lifestyle meant 24-7. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of people Which a lot of people do. do mean that. Right. And he was like, no, but like you're not a professional. And I was like, oh, no, I do it for fun. He's like, so that's lifestyle. So people also have their different mm-hmm. definitions depending on who you're talking to and like what their understanding of that word and is. And what their experience yeah, is. Yeah, what their yeah, experience is. for sure. Is. So I'm just like pointing that out because I thought lifestyle was you lived the lifestyle entirely. Yes. I don't think that's practical. No, it's not. Um, and For me. Could you ima- I can't imagine finding a partner that like could actually keep up with all the shit I'm doing and well, maintain and then, their own life. But can't be dominant over you while you're doing all your own shit. Well, I have a friend who is a submissive mm-hmm. and their daddy, they have a hard time managing their own schedule and mm-hmm. their daddy gives them like tasks and rewards because he knows totally what they're supposed to be doing. Right. They can't do it themselves right and, and so i'm not a creative not like type no, so I'm i don't like know that. like if i wanted to paint because i got this idea I would right never then. have anybody be able like i'm like you can't keep up with me i if you could great and there was a moment where my master said he was interested in having like a larger role in my life and i was like great here's my to-do list here are the days it needs to be done you look at it tell me what to do <laughs> He was like, oh, I was just It literally never happened. But he, but he'd never articulated that. He just never brought it up ever again, which was. You just scared him out of it. Oh, I scared. Yeah. I'm apparently I'm terrifying. Yeah. I, there's a couple, I don't remember their names right now, but there's a couple that does kind of like live streaming of their full-time lifestyle. I want to say his name. One of them is Greyhound. Maybe. I mean, I love if they're into that. I don't know that they are all the time, though. Really? Like, I'm like, okay, so maybe you're just replaying footage for these hours because she lives in a cage. She pees in a litter box. She is, like, collared and leashed and naked all the time. I'm like, you cannot live like that. That's my question. I mean, it would be nice if you didn't have to earn money, I guess. But Even also then, like, isn't that boring? I was just going to say, what are you doing in your brain? Maybe she's listening to audiobooks the whole time. That would be fun. I have a friend who was the girl in the box at the Standard Hotel. Oh, my God. That's my dream job. Oh. I literally think of, I've been thinking for the last month of, like, should I go to the Standard and, like, apply somehow? Let me ask my friend if there's something you need to know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that the, I'm They're very long alternative shifts, looking. I would love that. Yeah. I would. And, like, I you can do anything except... I don't think you can be on your phone. But like I don't you can need read, to be on my phone. You can paint, I want to read. Can, I want to paint. Mm-hmm. I want to write. Those are my three things yeah. that I would do. Yeah. yeah. That's my box. dream job. Mm-hmm. So I've also been trying to rent small spaces around downtown where I can just do that, like as an art installation. Mm-hmm. And I haven't found anyone who said yeah, yes. Yes, yes. That's cool, though. It'd be so like fun. Just people walking by and like watching yeah, you in a window. Yeah, and then I would have a, like a mail slot for a tip jar where mm-hmm. I'd be like, give me $1. And mm-hmm. See what happens. Just do it for like four hours a day for a month and see what happens. I don't know. That's cool. I, oh, I like that idea. I know. It's nice. I have so many ideas. I just can't do all of them yet. Just work your way through them. I am. Just, one at a time. Yeah. Work down the list. <laughs> okay. Are there any stories that we haven't gotten to yet? Because there's so many details. I feel like we could talk for two more hours. Is there anything stand jumping out at you that needs to be shared? Like a big takeaway moment or a best, worst, weirdest? Like something that you're just like, oh, this is my favorite sex memory. Anything like that? The day that I met my current partner at this race in the mm-hmm. desert. 
Um, we ended up spending that night in the back of my car together, which was fun. Ooh, um, what kind of car do you it's drive? It's a Mazda 3. It's not big. <laughs> and the back seats fold down, and I'm yeah. five feet tall, so that's fine. But he slept totally. with his knees kind of scrunched up because <laughs> it is not long enough yep. for him to stretch out. Um, but we realized we had to, like, make an emergency run into town for condoms because oh, neither yeah. of us thought we were getting laid at a race in right. the desert. Oh, you're Weird. not expecting it. Um, and I don't remember if it was the first day or the second day. He's like, he had his latex t-shirt in his truck, totally disparate parts of his life, <laughs> super random. Um, so he showed it to me. I was like, oh, okay. And then he also had, he has ball weights that you like mm. put on with an Allen key similar to the collar. Um, and so he put them on and gave me the key and then like pulled his jeans up and was like, don't lose this. And left for the day and went off and like worked How on a truck. How work? So they are um, two pieces of, fairly thick metal that okay. like clamp together and then there's an Allen, like a screw that goes in either side of it. So they're not tight, but they're heavy. Oh my God. So he like put them on and then came to show me and like we're behind my friend's off-road race truck and he like drops trout and pulls it, pulls his stick out and he's like, there you go. I'm like, okay. And then he hands me this Allen key and he says, don't lose this. Oh my God. And I say, okay. And then he goes off to work with like a bunch of gearhead dude crazy oh yeah and then comes back later and we go back and we spend the night in his trailer um in his rv yeah and the bed is like a little lofty thing yeah. and so he like handcuffs me to something and he like writes something on my ass with a sharpie <laughs> and like we're just playing around and having fun um and we fall asleep and the next morning there was another friend who was staying in the trailer with him so he had come in at some point during the night and fallen asleep so we wake up in the morning and this guy is on the like dinette bed and my partner looks over and he goes oh good morning and he goes oh good morning he goes oh hey so this is tess my name's not tess yeah and i was like hmm okay i mean we've only known each other for like 12 <laughs> hours that's fine so the friend leaves and I look at him. I go, my name's not Tess. And he goes, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> I'm like, well, that should be a red flag, but it's not somehow. Yeah. And like, we're going to get married. So now my joke name is Tess. Oh, like now so we, he calls me Tess that's, and it's hilarious. Did you ever lose the Allen wrench or you had it? You I didn't lose it. it. That's good. Okay. <laughs> okay. If you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sexual advice, what would you say and what age would you pick? Probably somewhere in my mid-teens mm -hmm. uh, where I was already having sex because losing my virginity was not a bad experience. Um, and I would tell me that sex does not equal attention, does not equal what you need to make you feel better mm -hmm. um, or feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. That there, and which also seems like something out of a, Teen Vogue article. Um, Younger me would have benefited from hearing that. Yeah. You know. And not to worry so much about what other people think because at some point it just won't matter. Yeah. Oh, love. Do you have a sex question for me? Is there anything totally off limits? Blood stuff. I don't want poop on my face or mouth. If someone wanted to shit on me, I'm like here i guess we could try it but also if that's like their go-to thing probably not compatible mostly it's communication stuff like the off-limit stuff is don't lie to me mm -hmm. that's my biggest thing don't lie to me but if you need to lie to me 
Like if you need to have your secret because that's your thing, I actually, that's fine. Then you need to be so fucking good at it that I never find out. Mm-hmm. Like those are, that's, Oh, don't let me catch you. Yeah. Don't let me catch yeah. you. Because then like, let me respect myself, like behave toward me in a way that allows me to stay mm-hmm. respectful of myself and go keep your own fucking secrets. I don't give a shit. You mm-hmm. know, keep me safe. Communicate with me about anything that would pertain to my health. Right. Um, yeah. Bl- blood stuff is kind of a, there may be a situation where I would change on that, but right now I have, I can't imagine what that would be. Um, but never say never. Although I really don't think I'm going to want poop in my mouth. I mean, that's just like, and I know some people are into it and, and I've given plenty of rim jobs and I'm mm-hmm. not like, there's obviously like poop there's, particles. Yeah, there's yeah. particles. Like, and, and, yeah. and I think I've encountered that and it's not the end of the world, but like in terms of like that sort of humiliation, mm-hmm. but like I just, that doesn't do it for me. Um, and I've done, I've done golden showers and I've talked about, and I'm sort of just like, ugh. Just, it's not can my, I get in the bathtub? Yeah, yeah. exactly. 